Hey, Coffee Breakers, it's AC. And Scully. And we are back with you today for our True Crime Wednesdays. And Scully has once again taken over the pod with AC being little more than a voice in the background. Um, not really contributing much, but, you know, it yeah. is what it is. We, 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 we tag team. Yes. Um, and she is going over the documentary of... Beware the Slender Man. This yes. This is a requested from one of our listeners. <clears throat> so again, if you have requests, send them to us because I'll check them out. Yeah. You can email us at coffeebreakandchill2024 at gmail.com. Shoot us a Facebook message. Or TikTok. TikTok message. Um, you can do Instagram because I monitor that too. Um, I do not mess with Twitter, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Everyone's wild or something up there, but for the Facebook, most part. yeah, TikTok or our email best way best way all right so tell us about the slender man this is a documentary on max by the way so if you want to watch it and you have HBO max or just max now you can check it out this takes place and i've noticed i don't know if you have either the last couple cases that we've been covering like the third 2013 2014 like what happened i don't know there's rough years in my life too (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, what was happening with me? But I don't remember. But the last few cases have been, like, in that time frame. Yeah. They, they um, yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah, 2013 was pretty stupid. I mean, it was stupid for me. Paper it was just a bad year. I made bad mistakes in 2013. Um, 2014 was rough, like, with my personal life, because that's when my mom got really sick. Yeah, maybe it's just something. And I also started my, I received a promotion in 2013. Well, that's a good thing, though. Eh. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay. Just whatever. So this takes place on May 31st, 2014. Okay. Waukesha. Waukesha. Wisconsin. Yes, I had to play that because I knew I was going to say something messed up. So Waukesha, Wisconsin. At 9.50 in the morning, a call comes in about a 12-year-old being stabbed in the area of Big Bend Road. Um that's the little intro that you heard the way that it shows you on the documentary it looks like it kind of just dead ends into this little it it looks like woods to me they make it out like there's a park but i didn't see the park well i mean it could just be like like sumter national forest maybe um so they were looking that's a park but True. It's woods. okay so yeah they're looking for two other girls that are accused of stabbing the 12 year old girl um And leaving her for dead. Wow. So this is, it jumps right into it. You meet Anissa, I think her name is Weir. It's W-E-I-E-R. Weir. Weir, that's how you say it. And Morgan Geyser. They are both 12 years old, okay? They lured the victim. Her name um, is Peyton, but they call her Bella. Okay. So they lure Bella into the woods and then... Geyser was told by Weir, go ballistic, go crazy. So Geyser began to stab Bella 19 times. Oh, my good. What? Peyton, which is Bella. I'm going to call her Bella from just now on because that's what they call her. Yeah, call her Bella. Bella. Bella crawled out of the woods and 
I guess came across like a jogger or somebody walking and told them her best friends did this. This was all inspired by a creepypasta Slenderman. Okay. Can you educate me on something? Yes. What the heck is a creepypasta? I can't educate you on I that. I am so old, man. I, have, I, I see this term and I'm like, what is that? And to me, it's just like a play on something spooky. But so I feel like it's more. My husband is an avid creepypasta reader. So uh, I knew is what it a website? It is. Uh, and I, I knew about okay. this before this. Okay. So creepypasta is basically just a combination or culmination of a bunch of scary stories. Oh. Like they're, some of them are just awful. And then some of them are just scary. Okay. So it just depends. Okay. Um, they have stuff as far as like My Little Pony scary stuff to like Slender Man to just, I mean, it's all over. It's like a story's creepy or weird. They put it on creepypasta. Okay. And so then you can go and read them. You, okay. Um, so my husband will sometimes lay down at night and he'll read a creepypasta to freak himself out. Well, I do. I See, I do that too, but I go to Graveyard Shift on Ranker and read their like creepy stuff. Okay. Uh, no, see, I've never heard of that. Yeah. So, Ranker is a, a website that you can go and, like, rate stuff. Okay. It's Ranker. And they have all these different, they have, like, interesting facts and all these different subcategories. But I go to Graveyard Shift because I'm creepy <laughs> and read their scary stuff. All right. So, Slenderman. So that, okay. Yeah. It's just a website okay. to watch scary or read scary stuff. Okay. So, Slenderman is a tall fictional character. He's like a boogeyman. Okay. He is faceless he always wears a suit he has these like tentacles that can come out of his back and strangle you um so something off of supernatural yeah he lures children that's kind of like his thing Mm -hmm. um but it's really we'll get more into that in a minute so they find the two girls morgan and anissa walking down the road they were going to the slender mansion I'll, ex- I'll explain that. They were going to Slender, Slender Man's Mansion. It's called Slender Mansion. Oh, okay. Um, so they charge these two, they get their two girls and they charge them as adults. Oh, 12 as adults. Mm-hmm. That's rare. Yes. Well, I don't know what it is in Wisconsin, but typically you don't see 12 year olds. There's a whole battle that ensues for that. Right. But I will tell you, it takes you in the documentary, like it jumps right into interviews. So it's Morgan in the interview and she's talking about she didn't want to do it, but she was afraid what would happen if she didn't. Morgan told Anissa, if we don't do this for Slender, our family slash loved ones would be killed. But wait a minute, I thought that was their best friends. Is she not included in that? In the family slash loved ones? Bella was their victim for whatever reason. I'm just saying. You're, You're right. And when I break it down, it... You'll see. Okay. Anissa um, says she believed her because he's 6 to 14 foot tall. It depends on what you read about him. He wears a suit, no face. He can release these tendrils from his back, and he can strangle his victim. victims. Morgan says he watches you, and he has teleportation skills, and he can read your mind. Okay. Yeah. So the Slenderman lore, it, it's different. Like, you could read one, and it could say he could do one thing, and then I could read one, and it could say... It's like... Fans have taken it and ran with it. Well, it sounds like the basic boogeyman, right? So it is. It's your boogeyman. When I was little, the boogeyman was this fictional... I always pictured Freddy Cougar, mm. but that was the boogeyman. Like, it's just anything that can get you. Yeah, something so, scary. Something scary. Mm-hmm. It's essentially what Slenderman is. It's just something scary. Yeah. 
I mean, he has a definitive look because he has like it, it. There's people dressed up in the documentary. You can see it. Um, they have. It just looks like a white sheet or something. Ooh, sorry. See, I think, sorry. I think Ghostface from Scream. Yeah, but it's all white. There's no eyes. There's no nothing. It's just an all white. Like a sock is over your face. Well, how can he see? Because he's slender. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what Slenderman's like. Okay, and he wears a suit? He wears a suit. Suit and tie. So, so, so he's a dapper boogeyman. <laughs> so I don't know if you remember. He's a dapper. So I don't know if you... This is way back in Supernatural. But when Dean was healed by the Faith Healer, but it, it was actually a, a Reaper, that yeah. the Faith Healer, mm-hmm. that's what I picture, just white-faced. Because he's in the suit with the little tie, and he's, like, chasing down these people. And he's suit, tie, he's got these creepy, like... Weird hands. Long fingers. It's yeah. not even fingers. It almost looks like vines to me. Like okay, yeah. Each... No, this guy just it just had weird, skinny fingers. <laughs> I'm saying for Mr. Slender. Okay. So they asked Peyton. Mr. Slender? Yeah, that's what we're going to call it, Mr. Slender. Okay. He's dapper. <laughs> they asked Morgan, why why stab Peyton? And her response, which I just found so creepy, was it was necessary. All right. Through this entire interview process, Morgan never cries. Morgan never really, her tone, her affect, nothing changes. It's very like, it was necessary. It's very blank affect. Very just flat. Matter of fact. Yeah, like it was necessary. Right, but not even that much. No. It was just, I had to. Yeah, but the way she said it was like it truly was necessary. That's terrifying. Um, They asked Bella, you know, what should happen to Morgan and to Anissa. So Bella did survive. She did survive. Cool. She got out. They took her to... The hospital, she had some life-threatening stuff, but she did ultimately pull through. So they asked her, you know, what what do you think should happen to Morgan and to Anissa? And she says Morgan should go to jail for the rest of her life because she's the one who stabbed her. And that Anissa should go, but not as long because she didn't stab her, but she was involved. Oh, Peyton. Yeah. So it takes you straight into, like, Morgan's history. And you meet her mom, Angie. And she talks about how Morgan was a surprise. She was quirky. Um, She never cared what others thought. Like, she just went to the beat of her own drum. And I was like, ooh, this is my kid. And then as she got farther, I was like, ooh, I don't like it. I was like, that's me. (laughs) Well, that's very much how Morgan was. The only thing that they found odd is that she doesn't really react to things the way that you would think. So it cuts to the Bambi scene. You're scaring me here now. Go ahead. (laughs) It cuts to the Bambi scene, and it's like... Apparently, I have not watched Bambi since I was really little because I don't remember this. But it's like Bambi and um, his mom running. And she's like, run, Bambi, run. And, like, she gets shot by the hunter. Yeah. And, like, as a mom, that just hit me so differently. And it wasn't because the mom died. It was just, like, because the baby had to get away. Yeah. But in the moment when Morgan watched it, she all she kept saying was, like, run, Bambi, save yourself. Like, she had no emotion towards... We don't care that mom's dead. Right. Had no emotion to mom dying. And they thought, well, that's a little weird. You know, she's yeah. young. But they didn't really give it a whole lot of thought. Maybe we should have. They said that they were aware of the Slenderman thing, that um, mom... She had shown mom a couple different things, but that she didn't think that it was any harm. She said the other kids her age were looking at stuff like that. She said when she was younger, she would go and get, like, um, what's the author you like? Scary author? Christopher Pike? 
No, the one that they compared the cannibal cop to. Our, oh, Stephen King? Stephen King. She said she would go get Stephen King books and read those, so she didn't think Slenderman was any, like, different than that. No, and, and, I, and I understand where she's coming from on that because I wouldn't necessarily, like, I read Goosebumps, I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark, like, yeah, all that stuff growing up, younger than her. Yeah. You know, so I, I see where mom's not, like, concerned. Yeah. She was like, she didn't like it, but she wasn't like, ooh, this is bad. Right. So then it jumps to Anissa. We meet her dad, Bill, and he's like, she was a normal kid. Um, At 730, he would tell her to turn off the iPad, come spend time with the family. She never argued. He said that he knew everything she was doing. That he was aware of everything, that it was, there was, he gets, he takes great offense to those who were like, you weren't paying attention, obviously. Because he's like, yes, I was. Like, I was there. I was doing it. You can never know 100% no. what somebody else is doing. And then I have a bone to pick with him later, but you'll see why. Okay. So they charge both of them with attempted murder first degree. Yeah. Let me turn my page. They're, if they are tried as adults, they're facing about 65 years. Um, the, lawyer, the lawyers argue they should be charged as juveniles so that they can be released at age 18. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was a middle ground. Agreed, because I'm like, I don't really like that, because, like, you just did this heinous thing, and after 18, I don't know. That you, I don't know that's enough has developed, t- like, right. I don't know what's wrong with you. Right. Like, I don't know the psychological, I don't know the brain development, like, I don't know. I wish there was a middle way. Yeah, and I thought it was weird that you could do this, and then six years later, just be like, just done. Oh, that's the way it works. Yeah, but. It's called juvie life, not to exceed whatever age it I know, is. But 18, usually it's a little more. I mean, it depends on the state. Yeah. Okay. So, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I was like, I don't like that, but I also don't like 65 years as an adult because you'll see. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) So 531, same thing. It's like six hours after. Mm -hmm. They're photographing them. They're doing swabs. Morgan asked the detective, what happened to Bella? Is she dead? Um, It was so weird to me when she asked him this because she said, what happened to to Bella is she dead or she says what happened to my friend and she's like not Anissa she was the one not Anissa the one that was stabbed like that's the way she describes it to this cop which I just found that weird wording like it's very weird wording yeah um what happened to my friend the one that was stabbed not Anissa not Anissa the other one the one we tried to kill right it was just the way she, and then again, the affect is so flat. It's almost like she didn't want to say her name. Yeah. Which is not abnormal. We know that. It's it, a distancing right. situation. Anissa asked the interviewer how long, if she could tell her how, how far they had walked. Like that was her initial question. Like she wanted to know how far from stabbing Bella had they gotten when they found them. Because we want to know how many calories we burned. I don't know. I that was weird too. We, we want to see how good we are at running like okay moving on I don't. so then it, it says that they're talking about competency in the thing it's the judge but it goes back to the interview and it's saying like when asked why they why why they were there like do you know why you're here morgan says because anissa and i ran off after hurting bella then it goes into how they met okay so Morgan and Anissa met riding the same bus at school. 
Morgan introduced Anissa to Bella, and Morgan and Bella had known each other since, like, kindergarten. Like, they were way far back. Like, they had known each other okay. for a very, very long time. So Anissa is new to the frame group. Anissa is new. Um, and this is stated again, they're talking about like, why did you do that? She said that they stated that they had to, according to Morgan and Morgan had been friends with Bella the longest since kindergarten. Yes. Okay. All right. Morgan is stating that Anissa is saying that a man said they had to kill Bella. And then they asked who she's like, she didn't know him, but Anissa did. And then Anissa admits she told Morgan um, about Slenderman and all of that. And then Morgan says she saw him when she was five. So the man is Slenderman. Uh-huh. And Anissa's saying that Slenderman told him that they have to do this. And then when Anissa's explaining who Slenderman is to Morgan, because she didn't know previously, that's when Morgan's like, oh, I've seen him when I was five years old. Which I found weird. Yeah. So they had to kill her so that they could be proxies of Slenderman. But why do you want to do that? I don't really know. Proxies. What's the pros? I don't know. You get to stay in Slender Mansion. I know that, but I don't know what the benefit of that is. Right. But proxies are basically servants. Morgan said that we could be as proxies if we kill Bella to prove ourselves. And then we can live in Slender Mansion, which is supposedly located in Nicolette National Park. And Anissa was like, we wanted to prove all the skeptics wrong. Like, Slenderman is real, and he's in this forest. We're going to kill Bella, and we're going to go live in Slender Mansion. No, he ain't. Well, they had been planning this since the December before. And what month? Refresh my memory. May. Oh, so about a good five months. Good five, six months we've been planning it. Anissa kept telling her it's necessary. Morgan claimed she didn't pick Bella. Um, it's whoever... Anissa was talking to that picked Bella. So I feel like, honestly, if we break this down, Anissa maybe had some jealousy towards Bella and Morgan's friendship because they had been together for so long. Anissa was new, so she's like, it has to be her to help because divide. Because Morgan's her favorite. Mm-hmm. And it maybe uh, Bella... There's a little... Well, maybe Bella didn't buy into the whole Slenderman thing. She's not interested in this stuff. Right, so. and you're new. And you're new. And, and you're bringing this weird stuff. Like, yeah, I could definitely... And they're all 12. Yeah. They're all 12 years old. Right. That, that's my child. They're seventh grade. Yeah. Or sixth grade. Sixth grade. Six going into seventh. Yeah. Depending on when their birthdays are. Right. <laughs> so and yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, okay. So I'm going to give you some more of the Slenderman background. So I told you he's like a boogeyman. He differs from person to person. He kidnaps kids. He can live in your closet. He can be whoever you want him to be. Like, he can literally embody. He's just a scary person. It's, it's just, just to be scary. scary. Figure. Yeah. It t- it cuts to, like, this thing. It says Slenderman first post. And I don't know where this is posted at, but it says, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But it's, persist- but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time and that was posted 610 of 09 and it That's shows you a, God. a picture and it's a bunch of kids and what looks like Slender, Slender Man in the background okay who did we kill the 
this whole Slenderman thing came from an Eric, I think it's Nudson is how you say his last name. And it was a Photoshop contest to like for creepy. Yeah. So that's where this came from. No, it's not Slenderman. This man created this for this purpose, but it spun off. Have you ever played Minecraft? Yeah. Oh, okay. and I, but I've watched it. Do you know Enderman? Like, you can't look at the Enderman because they're the. It's a play off. It's a. It's yeah, a play off of that. Slenderman. Yeah. Because you're can't. You're not supposed to look at Slenderman. Well, like yeah. you're you're never supposed to look straight on, which is the same thing with Enderman in Minecraft. Yeah. So that's where it came from. Right. I don't understand the roar, but go ahead. Yeah, and then from there. It just, it became a game. There were memes. I knew there was a game. 4chan, et cetera. Like, it just went. Everybody took off. Took off. Well, because it's so manipulated. Like, you can manipulate it to fit whatever. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Because that's what they're saying. Slenderman is like a grim reaper, but with a heart. Like, is he there to rescue these children? Like, you don't know what kind of situation they're in. They even talk about one time about was Slenderman bullied and that's how he became Slenderman. Like it creates this like he's a bad guy, but is he? Like is he helping these kids? Kinda thing. Because again, Slenderman can be whatever you want. Exactly. It's still manipulation, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, like if he's kidnapping kids to take them to this mansion. Well that those that are lonely or troubled. Okay. Again, if he's kid kidnapping kids to take them to this mansion, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. That ain't for your best benefit, honey. Right. <laughs> um, they were just saying it's like a, it was a good meme. It, it's something that continued on. It, it likened it to like planking and the parkour thing, how it was like a trend. Trend, yeah. And it kept on and for it a kept, while. Yeah, because it's so, it's easily, it's creepy. People like creepy. People like yeah. those little things. I oh, mean, yeah. good God. Um, so it's attractive into that, but also it's so easy to manipulate the story. Yeah. And it can literally be whatever you want and I to think be. And on the creepypasta, you can add on. Yeah. So you can keep it going. Yeah. You can make up your own version. Or... Now, something I found really interesting is they likened it to the Pied Piper because, you know, the story of the Pied Piper, he goes into the town. You don't know the Pied Piper? I've heard it. Let me tell you. He goes into the town. They are overrun with rats. I know you had to pay the Pied Piper. They didn't pay the Pied Piper. That's what happened. So he goes into the town, and he's like, I can get rid of your rats for you. You just got to pay me. They're like, whatever you want, just get rid of them. So he plays his little tune, and the rats follow him out of town. He gets them all into the river. He comes back for his payment, and they're like, Haha, we're not paying you. So he's like, well, that's not the only tune that I know. So he plays his other tune that like freezes the adults but leads all the children out of town. And he leads them into, like, this mountain opened. They go into it, and then the mountain closes, and those kids are never seen again or heard from ever again. That's the story of the Pied Piper. Oh. So they liken that to Slenderman. Yeah. Because he's going and getting children, and then you never find them again. Right. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I don't like And they don't know. They they said in relation to the Pied Piper, you don't know if he's evil or good. I'm like, if you're luring children away, that's that's automatically evil. I mean, I understand that a wrong was done to you. But, but you're going to kill every child or take them? where We don't know. You don't know. I assume death. Yeah, because you locked them in a cave without food or water? I don't know. Or are they in the mansion? Are, are they in your Pied Piping mansion? I don't like, know. I don't know. I mean, I, it, it's a revenge story, right? So Yeah. Is he it's good or is he bad? Yeah, that's what they're saying. You don't know. And the same thing for Slenderman. Is he good or is he bad? I'm going to go ahead and say bad. I agree. I feel like if he's hanging people, that can't be good. And if he's strangling people. With his <laughs> tentacles? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yes. So it cuts back to the mom of Morgan. And she says that Morgan was living in a different world 
in her head. Like Morgan was in a different place. So it seems like to me when you say that, like Morgan had a very tenuous grasp of reality. Yes, I'm going to give you all of that. But you are definitely on the right path. Okay. So then it cuts to the YouTube history of Anissa. Okay. And this was so weird to me. And I'm like totally going to review my child's. My my kid loves watching memes and different compilations of memes. So I'm going to have to like go review her history because this has just messed with me fundamentally. (laughs) Okay. Um, But anyway. So it sounds like this one has ADHD. But go ahead. The review of the YouTube history for Anissa, she took like a psychopath test and a sociopath test and posted like, oh, come. know what these results are. Well, in both of the ones, she's like, oh, come get me. I scored. I was able to answer it. I got 18 out of whatever. Like somebody called the law, that kind of thing. Being silly. Yeah. She watched like a self-defense video, how to like beat somebody up. Um, there, This one I thought was so weird. There was a. It's like that weird robotic voice, and it says, "Why did you put? Why do you put the baby in the blender feet first? You don't. You never do that." And the answer to that was, "So you can see its expression," which I thought was just so messed up. And then she posted that video and said, "Why did the baby cross the the road?" And then her answer was, "Because it was strapped to my bumper." That was posted on her YouTube. And I'm like, how, Daddy, how did you not see this? Yeah, if we're if so you're active and watching, watching. Exactly. Then there was a video of a whale, and she puts all oh, poor baby. It's like in the water. I don't, I don't know if they're like helping it or what. You can't really tell context, but she puts all oh, poor baby. Then it cuts to a video of a woman. She has what looks like a bingle cat, oh, okay. and she's like feeding it a, mou- a mouse. Yeah. And it's like you watching it eat the mouse. And you? she watched that video, and I, I didn't care for that. Um, you get to see, like, her mom and stuff, and she talks about she would watch it in her room. Like, it was she just stuff she herself. felt was funny. Like, Yeah, but if you're a lot... Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. They showed... He showed... Anissa showed her dad a picture of Jack Skellington and Slenderman together, and... He's like, he didn't think anything about it. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, and, like, moved on. That's from The Nightmare Before Christmas, yes. right? Yeah, I know. It was, like, him and then, like, a slash, and then it had Slenderman. Right. And it, I mean, lo- honestly, looking at the photo, it was kind of like, okay, me as a parent, I'd be like, who's that dude? Like, I know who Jack Skellington is. Who's this dude? Right. Like, I would want to know, what what is that? Right. But, whatever. You get to meet the teacher of Anissa, and he says that, she had no solid connections to other students that he worried about her. Cause there was times that she would just cry and she would do it in front of other students. Like she couldn't keep it together. They were mean to her and that kind of thing. So when her and Morgan became friends, they clung together mm-hmm. and that was just what spiraled out of control. Gotcha. All right. So it's starting to make a little bit of sense to me now. I don't know why it tells you, but Anissa's parents divorced in 2012 it talks about the visits that they can get during this time. They're only allowed two contact visits a month. So mom was talking about how she tries to go up there at, every time at the juvenile detention center. Yeah. I'm assuming because even if they're charged as adults, they're still she housed was. with juveniles. Yeah. So. She would go up there just to see, she says that nobody else was able to come just parents, no grandparents, no, no siblings, no nothing yeah. like that, which is not unusual. Something I found weird. Um, is she called, we're still on Anissa. 
dad calls Anissa and he, they're doing a, a like a video chat. It's not video, it's just an audio call. Mm-hmm. There's a boy there, Tyler, who's a former inmate that was with Anissa. He's there. And then a friend, Maggie. And Anissa's like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm spinning circles. I'm tapping my feet. Like, I'm I'm so excited. And dad's like, chill out. She's like, oh, you don't know. I'm just, I get to talk to Maggie. Like, it was just all over the place. Uh-huh. Like, you would not know this girl was in jail. Like, even if it's juvie, it's still jail. Yeah. It was just very odd to me because she was very like he's like how was your day she's like oh my day was great like it was just so odd she's got some i'm gonna go ahead and tell you she's got some mental illness somewhere maggie talks about anissa being she was easily scared that she was into the scary scary stuff but like she just couldn't believe she would do this they're in jail for seven months now motions are still being filed petitioning for the juvenile court wave it back down so they can be tried as juveniles not as adults so at this time they're so not that's what happens when lawyers you know go to battle one makes a motion the other one make a motion and then another one make a motion and yeah. it's, it's all messed up so they can't show their faces all through this time no um because confidential mm-hmm. mom then it's telling you it takes you to the the night that this or the day that this all happened mm-hmm. this documentary is good but it does like Jump. hop around so it was a birthday party. They, I think it was from Morgan. They went to Skateland, Skateland. They had a good time there. They showed some pictures of them, like Roller all sitting together. Yeah. They got home. They went down to the basement of Morgan's house. Um, each one of them got on their own devices. I mean, they're 12. Yeah. That's not really abnormal. Morgan says Anissa wanted to do it that night. Um, and that it was... Then it cuts to Anissa, and she says initially the plan was to kill her and then put her under covers and just leave her there. This is what Anissa said. Oh. Just to look asleep. Okay. So Anissa needs a lot of help, because I'm not sure. We we have to talk, because I have, I have my own. Okay. Yeah. Morgan tells detectives she wanted to give her, quote, one more morning. She said, I wanted to put it off forever, but it didn't work out that way. They ate breakfast. They asked to go to the park. Mom said, sure. She, Morgan told her mom that she loved you, that she'd see her later, and she stole a knife out of the kitchen. Just Morgan one. stole a knife. Because mm-hmm. okay. it was her, her house. She stole the kitchen. Morgan showed Anissa the knife as they were walking to the park. Anissa said she thought, my God, this is happening. Her only concern was seeing a dead person. That's what she told detectives, that her only concern was she's going to see a dead person. Yes. And then she talks about the only other dead person she ever saw was her uncle. She said they played for a while, and then they went to the bathroom. Morgan said Anissa changed the plan again and wanted to kill Bella in the bathroom. It cuts back to Anissa, and she's like, yeah, there was a drain in in the ground, so it'd be perfect for her blood. Like, it... Okay, well, we're okay with planning things. Yes, but Anissa states that they wanted Bella to go to sleep because she had read online that when you kill somebody and you look into their eyes, you see yourself, so you're basically killing yourself, and nobody wants to do that. So she wanted Bella to go to sleep. So she tells Bella, like, yeah, that's what she stated to this detective. She asked Bella, can you put yourself to sleep? But Bella didn't want to do that. So Anissa struck her in the front of her head, like in the 
I guess like punching her, causing her to slam her head into against the wall to try to knock her out so they could kill her in there. She said she didn't want screaming, that she can't stand any kind of screaming. So that's why she wanted to knock Bella out. This is Anissa. Wanted to knock Bella out so she didn't have to hear any kind of screaming. Well, okay. Maybe we don't plan to murder people then, and then we don't have to worry about it. Morgan gave her the knife and said, you're going to have to do this. Like, she couldn't do it and was very upset. So Anissa, like, hugged Morgan to calm her down and then started petting Morgan like a cat. That's, she says that. Anissa was petting Morgan. Yes. I'm like, where's Bella? Right. Like, yeah. and did she see this knife? Because, like, the way they're talking, like, they're handing it, like, me pushing my cup to you, like, in front of her, and you just clocked her in the head. She probably has no clue what's going That's on. That's what I'm saying. She's not understanding. Like, what are you saying to this poor girl? But Right. Whatever. Cuts back to Mama. So Morgan's mom is talking at this point and she's telling you that she was talking to Morgan about the birds and the bees and puberty and like what her body was going to go through and all of that and she gets to the end of it and Morgan's like I don't believe any of that's real (laughs) mom's like what she's like that that that's not gonna happen to me (laughs) yeah um I I understand honey like you you don't want it to be real but it's legit I got tickled with that like no no I'm choosing not to believe that yes but she believed in Santa until she was 11 Morgan did Morgan did okay so it cuts back to Tyler and he's saying that you know he's talked to both girls and that he truly believes that they really believed in Slenderman. That, but we don't believe in puberty. Yeah. So that that tells you the mindset of what you're you're looking at. You know, I mean, the the just developmentally. Yeah. Um, Morgan, I guess, was talking to him and said, like, you don't. Like when you find out about Slenderman, he's already he already knows about you, and he haunts you. And the the whole thing is is that you can't summon him, but when he once he starts following you, he won't stop. It's like a virus; it catches on and it spreads. As far as with kids, gotcha. So like, if I start talking about Slenderman, then he's gonna start following me, and then if I tell you, then he's gonna start following you, and that kind of thing. It's funny because it's almost like going into the mirror and saying "Bloody Mary" three times. Very. Yeah. It, it's very much like mm-hmm. you're not really summoning him, but he knows when his name is mentioned. Yeah. And, and if you know about him, he you. already knows about you, and he's already. And it's this whole thing that he's always in your peripheral, so like you can never really see him until I guess he wants you to see him, but he's always there. Yeah, okay. It's not good. None of this is good. No, and it shows a bunch of different kids, like, outside playing, filming, and then, oh, he's there in the background. I don't see anything. All I hear is kids screaming and running. All right, so, full disclosure, I was scrolling through reels on Facebook, because I do this, and this video came on. It was, like, video of captured Slenderman on video. And I immediately go, okay, who's the creep dressed up like Slenderman, right? And I don't really know what Slenderman looks like. I didn't know he wore a suit. So I was expecting some kind of tall, dark, scary figure, you know, as far as that goes, because I I don't know. Um, I like to be ignorant sometimes. (laughs) Um, So it's this dude, and it's like a cornfield in the background. Mm -hmm. And he... 
he was talking you couldn't hear what the dude was saying but basically he's a cyclist and i watched this entire video okay like a few times yeah because you never saw i never saw anything i didn't even see the corn move like i've seen stuff like that i'm I'm like did you see it and i'm like no i'm like no and then and then i got me questioning my sanity because i'm like that's when you go to the comments to see, like, where do they say it? Yeah. yeah. Because I'm like, I don't see anything. I know my eyesight ain't great, but, yeah. like... It's... I guess Slenderman would get us, because we'd be like, why is that? We'd get closer and closer. <laughs> like, oh, it's a bad guy. Oh, shucks. <laughs> shucks. Got me. I never saw anything, so I just... I don't... I don't know what y'all seeing. Yeah. I think it's the whole, like, when you watch a scary movie, and, like, you get freaked out, so then you think you see hear things or you think you see something like all the normal sounds of your house yeah, suddenly creepy. sound creepy yeah. yeah but that's my everyday all day like no, there's zero sounds that like i think i call, call her horn bl- blue earlier and i jumped because i'm like oh god what is that but like they yeah, yeah. so you would think if there was something legitimately there because i'm already on ready yeah that i would be able to see it above everybody true um so it goes more into the how this is goes from peer to peer to peer and how this like catches on so there is a game it's called eight pages and i have played that game before and it's like i have no clue about any of i am so old well the premise of that game is like you're basically walking through it's i want to say like a campground because there's like a restroom and then there's just woods and like you're walking around and you have to collect these eight pages, but the more pages you get, the more he knows about you. And like he'll start being in the background and like he's, he starts stalking you. Is this a video game? It is. Oh, okay. That makes a whole lot more sense. All right. Cool. Keep going. So it tells you about the game and like it shows you a bunch of different kids playing it and getting freaked out. And like that's, again, how it just kept fueling Slenderman's real, you know. Can I just go ahead and jump in here? Because this tells you the generation I was born in. I thought people were literally like writing clues out and hiding them, <laughs> and kids having to go hunt these things down. Because no, that's what game. we would have done in my my. It's <laughs> <laughs> a video game. You just sat on your butt and pushed the controller. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So it cuts back to dad, and I guess this is where I just I have a issue with dad. He is going on and on and on about the tablet. Like, he really, really blames her getting the tablet as the reason why she got into Slenderman and all this. And yes and no. I agree. I feel like the tablet in and of itself, if it doesn't have access to the Internet, is it's useless. It's just games. Like, yeah. or reading. The games that you approve. That you approve. You gave access to the internet, but it's a school tablet, so she had access through it. You you can still monitor that, and you can still be looking at that. You can go to history. So to simply just say the tablet, they gave my kid a tablet, and she did this because of that, I think it's just too big of a it's it, well it, it's it, a cop out to me. I was going to say Office Gate's responsibility because I have a 13-year-old who has a cell phone and a computer and a school computer. We look through it. Like, we go through search histories. We I look through his Snapchats. Like, yeah. I look through his stuff to make sure, first of all, that he's behaving appropriately because I'll beat his butt right. if he's out here on the Internet showing out. But also to make sure he's protected and safe and not giving information out or who's trying to contact my kid. And is it people that you actually know? Yeah. You know, I mean... See, mine only, she's 12, but she only has the tablet, but she's right. homeschooled, so I don't really see the need for a cell phone or anything. Yeah. But 
we go through that history. We look right. at it. Now, she's on Xbox, but the only people that are allowed on her Xbox are people we actually know. Yeah, like, but you can still look on that. Like, right. You, can't, you like, can't add anybody like, oh, I met this person in the game. I don't care. If they're not someone I know their mama, <laughs> they're not on your friends list. Right. Point blank, period. I, I, with you. Because, I mean, stuff like this, and they knew this family, but... I just feel like you need to be aware. You do. So just simply blame that tablet. And I understand it's, he's frustrated and he's trying to figure out why this thing happened. And to him, that's just the easiest thing to blame. Yeah. But I'm well, also And it like, also takes responsibility away but from it you. Doesn't. I was a good dad. Like, and it's not saying he wasn't a good dad. But, but you, I can understand that he would feel like a horrible father yeah. with this happening. Yeah. I understand that. You know. But to me, I would be like, I should have been more active in looking at what she was looking at or questioning what she was doing or pulling that myself to make sure she wasn't sneaking back on it later. Like, I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It is. So, I mean, I don't blame him. I just, like, get off the soapbox with the tablet because it's all through this documentary. Like, yeah. again, he's going to the school later to petition, like, to not give the tablets because he has a kid going into fifth grade. And he's like, they don't need tablets. Honey, we are so far past that technology-wise. You just got to get with the program. I know. You can still monitor it. There's yeah. nothing saying that you can't monitor. Right. Moving forward. You meet Dr. Caldwell. Caldwell. Mm-hmm. And he did testing on Anissa. And he said she's schizotypy. Okay. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So basically what it is, is that her capacity to determine what is real and what is fake is lessened. He, he likened it to like religious zealots or stuff like that. Like they lose that. Yeah. So to be able to see where the line is. Yeah. So it's not full on schizophrenic, but it's more like a schizophrenic personality. He um, said there's no characteristics of a psychopath or sociopath. For Anissa. For Anissa. She's just got that schizotypy personality where she, it's kind of blurred lines. She, okay, gotcha. All right. We're taking you back to the event because that's how this thing jumps back. Okay. So now we're coming out of the bathroom. Okay. Anissa, Bella, and Morgan. And they tell Bella they're going to play hide and seek. Bella did not want to play hide and seek, and I cannot blame the child. because You just punched me in the head. Right. She didn't want to play, but Morgan stated that if she played, she could pick the next game. So Bella's like, okay. Fine. So Anissa stated that her and Morgan were going to be lionesses chasing down a zebra. Anissa said Anissa this. said this. Okay. Anissa pulled Bella deeper and deeper into the woods because they were hiding, and Morgan went looking for them. She found them. Anissa handed the knife back to Morgan, stating, quote, I can't do it. You know where all the soft spots are. You do it. Go ballistic. Go crazy. Make sure she is down. Morgan tells her, not until you tell me to. So Anissa starts walking away. She gets about five feet and then says, now. Anissa turns back around. Morgan says to Bella, according to Anissa, don't be afraid. I'm only a little kitty cat. Then Morgan jumps on her pins Bella down by her legs, leans into her ear and tells her, I'm so sorry, and then just starts stabbing her. Okay. Morgan's interviewed. She says that she doesn't really know what happened. It just kind of happened. Like, it was like, she says it was just like air. That's the way she describes it. What's wrong with these kids, man? (laughs) All right. 
So then you get into Morgan's diagnosis. She was diagnosed by Dr. Kashmir. I guess is how you say it. She is schizophrenia, unspecified, ODD. Oppositional defiant disorder. And asthma, which I didn't know they could diagnose that, but hey, I guess why not? Well, I mean, it's health diagnosis. Mild and intermittent. Okay. She believed Slenderman was real. Like, she had delusions. Yeah. Full-on delusions. She even had some visual as well. Not They call it something different than delusions. Uh, hallucination. Hallucinations. Yeah, visual it. hallucinations. Yep. Go ahead. So, typically, with schizophrenia, and not drug-induced schizophrenia, but, like, just organic schizophrenia, um, if I'm remembering correctly, like, you either have one or the other. So, you either have auditory hallucinations or visual hallucinations i think most of hers were well she had both because i mean you can have both ones more common than the other so like if you you have a lot of auditory hallucinations you might every once in a while get a visual okay but it won't one's dominant does that make sense well it cuts to I think it's her grandparents, but I think this is Morgan's mom that's saying that Morgan would say she saw ghosts starting at age three. Oh, yeah. And that they would bite her, pull her hair, but they were mostly friendly. Okay. Claims she tried to tell her parents, like she went into their room one time, but mom says she doesn't recall this. But she says, how many times do your kids come into your room and say, like, oh, someone's under my bed. I think I see something. Like, right. they chalked it up to... Imagination. Yep. Both of these kids were assessed by multiple doctors because there's several different docs that speak during their trial right that have met with them confirmed diagnosis that kind of thing right you get a first second third fourth fifth opinion when talking to morgan she went into this thing with one of the doctors talking about how she had a pegasus classmate like gave all the details of this pegasus classmate she told her that snape came to meet her the last Snape from Harry Potter oh. came to her room in jail um, and kept her up till about four o'clock and she wasn't able to sleep well. Okay. Just, and she's by herself. Yeah. So Morgan's been in a room by herself this whole time and she's going on and on about these people that are coming to see her. She has no concern over a long-term prison sentence. She, cause she can't, she does, she got no clue. This is a different doctor at this point talking and he says that she will use, quote, Vulcan mind control to make herself believe whatever she likes. Okay. They interview some of the corrections officers, and they're like, her cell is very disorganized. So like she had papers everywhere. Yeah. When they asked her, like, why don't you clean that up, you know, pick that up, she tells them that it, quote, makes it less empty. Yeah. Um, she was still, at this point, very concerned about upsetting Slenderman and it, him killing her family and her friends because well, because she, to her mm-hmm. he is absolutely the real deal it cuts back to dad and mom of morgan and this is when you find out that dad has the same mental illness schizophrenia yeah mm-hmm. he's crying he says that when she was diagnosed was after all of this she's in the hospital and they went in to tell her Because she didn't know dad had schizophrenia. They never told her that. Right. So when she was diagnosed, they wanted to go in and have that conversation with her Mm -hmm. to explain it to her. They said that um, she understood that others don't see, like, things that she sees. That she sees. But 
she can't quite differentiate like if she's seeing something that's real or that's not really there to her they're all there right so her reality is blurred (laughs) right which is incredibly sad i mean you know and isn't that young to be diagnosed with schizophrenia so typically from what i can understand they don't like to diagnose um schizophrenia pre-18 because of brain development and stuff like that like they want you past puberty right but if you are showing such that's what i'm saying she had to be showing some significant which from what i've just told you is pretty significant symptoms yeah. yeah Mom shows you a dollhouse that she made out of paper, which I thought was really interesting. Like, she couldn't have scissors because they have her mental uh, illness and stuff, and they were worried. So she hand-tore all of these, like, I think she drew a room, and then she drew all the little pieces that would go in it. She had, like, little tiny pieces of paper that would be, like, a salad or a piece of pizza. I mean, it was so detailed. She had a computer, had the little courtroom thing on it. Like, this girl spent... I would think weeks doing this. And mm-hmm. mom had all the little pieces um, going over it. Mom asked her, like, they'll ask her questions like, hey, what are you going to watch on TV tonight? And she would respond to her mom, well, it depends on who gets to pick. And her mom's like, "You've she's been in a cell by herself this entire time. Right. But she talks as if there's people. With her. With her constantly. And there are. Dad hasn't been able to talk to her since, like that initial diagnosis and he is talking to the camera and he says even right now like he sees lights and geometric yep that's the word shapes running like the entire time he's talking like they're everywhere and he's like i want to know does she see like that does it does she see all the different things going like when you look at a light do you see all the different shapes and things going by and like i my mind can't even process no all of that at one point no but i can understand how I I can't okay so I can't process as far as truly empathize with Mm -hmm. it because I I don't experience but I can empathize with they think it's there yeah he he tells you to him it's normal it's always been his normal right so he knows and it's so sad to me this man is so upset yeah like he feels like he passed this just terrible thing down to to his daughter and they didn't even know and she's suffering and they didn't even know right And he says, like, he knows what's real and what's not real. He starts crying, and he says it's like, quote, I know the devil is not in the back seat, but the devil's in the back seat. And he is just crying. Well, think about any and all impulsive thoughts that you have had. Oh, I could not imagine. It's similar, except you actually are seeing it. Yeah. Like, and how he talks you... about seeing and taste and smelling. Like he said, it's all there. Yeah. But it's not there. And like that would trip me out. Yeah. But he says it's all he's ever known. So he doesn't know anything different. Right. I know. And his... I'll get into that. Um, okay. So they search her room and they find several Slenderman stuff. They had Barbies that had like the Slenderman marking in them. It's like a circle with like a line. Okay. Um, in the head and in the in the in the stomach. There's a picture that says, help me escape my mind. And it's like a young girl. Another one that says, he will find you. And then one, it's like Slenderman's in the center. And there's just no written all over the page. Over and over and over and over. So for her, Slenderman was literally telling her to kill this girl. 
Um, oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, there's another one where Slenderman is like hugging a child. And then she becomes upset when you tell her he isn't real. Because she understands that, but she says you can't prove that. Right. So because... she can't. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. Like, right. She she can't get it. Like, yeah. it doesn't compute for her. They asked that doctor, did she participate in this crime due to her psychosis? 100%. And he's like, absolutely. Like, yes, she did. When talking with Morgan, she still talks about Bella as a friend. Right. Like, she is so lost in her delusions. She can't. She, she truly thought Slenderman was a threat. Right. That she had to do this thing, mm-hmm. and she can't differentiate. Right. She tells the detective, quote, I wanted to be locked up so I couldn't hurt her, but I didn't want to make Anissa mad. It's hard to make friends. I didn't want to lose friends over this. That's what Morgan says. Yeah. It cuts back to Anissa. Part of me wanted to. Part of me wanted this to fail. The bad part wanted her to die, but the good part wanted her to live. Okay, Anissa. Morgan says the last thing that Bella said to her is, "I trusted you," and then she said, "I hated you, I hate you," and then she kept whispering, "I can't see," over and over again. Morgan says, "I can still hear it." She said, "I can still see it if I close my eyes." Yep. Oh my gosh. Anissa says, I kind of moved away from the, I kind of moved her away from the road. And that's when her blood got all over me and my shirt. She said, Bella stood up trying to get to the street, but Anissa redirected her back into the woods to tell her that's the way to go. And then they told her to lay down and be quiet. You'll lose blood slower and we're going to get help. Knowing they had no intention of doing that. Right. So they left her there to die. And thankfully Bella knew that. And got up and got herself help. Yes. Because she would have bled out. Yeah, she would have. Morgan says they just ran forward. The rule was to run forward till you get out of the Waukesha County. They pull Anissa's phone on 528. She had entered something. So they pulled her phone after 531. But on 528, she had entered this note. Quote, this is my final wish for those who care. Do not grieve my absence, but remember me for who I was. I love and cherish you all and wouldn't do you harm. Yeah, I think you would. Anissa states, like when they were out in the woods, that she actually said, I've had enough of this. I want to call my mom. I want to go home. She claims Morgan told her, if you do that, you will spend your life in prison or be executed. She said, I broke down. I was nervous, and I blamed Morgan's, Morgan, stating, you stabbed her. Yeah, but... I, so, I don't know who's more culpable in this. I I feel like Anissa is. Because Anissa has the schizotypy, but she is not schizophrenic. She does not see things. Morgan truly thought Slenderman was going to kill her and her family if she did not do this thing. So, do you think Anissa was easily manipulated by these stories to think that they were real. I think part of her thought they were real, but I think a larger part of her knew it's not quite makes sense. But she just when talking with Morgan, Morgan's delusional. So Morgan's like feeding that part of Anissa. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So it's I, literally the perfect storm. I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. But I think Anissa is the 
mastermind behind it. And I hate to say mastermind because she's 12. Right. But she was the driving force because right. she's the one that's like, you have to stab her. You go crazy. Go berserk. Like, take her out. Right. Okay. She's like, she a- wanted to see it done, but she didn't want to actually do it. Yes. Gotcha. And knew Morgan would do it because Morgan's Morgan. like, we have to. Like, right. you said it's necessary. Like, we'll die. Like. Right. Anissa saying that she told her, you know, you wanted to do this. She said, Morgan's not one to cry. But when they were having this, I guess, conversation as they're going down the road, trying to get to Slender Mansion, Morgan just let go and started crying. Morgan said, Slender, if you're listening, please help us. But he did not do anything and nothing happened. This is what Anissa's stating happened. Right. When police located the girls, they noted that Anissa was scared. They asked her why. And she stated, if I told you, you will not... You will think I am crazy. The detective told her he wouldn't. He asked Anissa if Morgan was able, if Morgan was all to blame. She said no. I don't think it would have happened if I hadn't told her about creepy pasta. Okay. Morgan's. Um, they ask her. This is Morgan talking. She said, "Are you going to put me in prison where I'm going to rot and die?" And the investigator is completely thrown back by that. He's like, he was writing and he sets his stuff down and he kind of like leans back and puts his hands on his head. And he's like, well, she's 12. He's like, well, no, he's like, you just, you got to talk to some people. Like, he's like, I don't know what to tell her because she is facing this big stuff, but clearly something's not okay. Right. And she's just not with it. Yeah. goes back to dad on his stupid iPads. He's going to a school meeting. He tells his son, get off that thing. Like, he's fussing at his son. But every time you saw him and that family, the son was on the iPad. Right. So for someone who's so like, iPads are the devil, why is he on the iPad playing a game? Right. But that's just me. He talks about how hard it is to have a kid inside of jail and outside of jail. And I can only imagine. I can only imagine. He would say it like there would be a, a meeting for Anissa where he could go see her on a Tuesday. But Tuesday is the Cub Scout meeting for his son. So. What do you do? Right. And he'd have to tell her, I can't come this week. I'll come next. And so on. Yeah. Goes back to Angie, which is Morgan's mama. Mm-hmm. And she said that they knew about the risk that Morgan may have to have schizophrenia due to genetics. But she never thought it would happen. She said her husband's quote high functioning i don't know if there's a high functioning schizophrenic but that's what she called it that yeah okay and she said that he just he knows what where the line is so she never thought morgan's would be so blurred it gets to the grandma and she's fussing that you can't punish these girls um for this long a time like it's not it's not right and part of me agrees with that and then part of me is like when you listen to all the facts of this case I feel like you really you they need more than 18 well okay so this comes down to being a mental health issue clearly this is not a you did a bad thing so you're punished issue this is a treatment you need so much help now I don't know about Anissa I, I, I have don't really know that much about the the schizoaffective personality. Yeah. I know that they tend to be paranoid and that kind of stuff, but I can't really speak to that. But somebody who's really schizophrenic, like they need 
therapy. They need medications. It has mm-hmm. to be regulated medications, and these medications have medical side effects yep. like liver damage and kidney damage and all of this. I, it, but you can't forget the victim aspect of it, and you don't want to release these kids, and there'd be more victims. Well, the grandma's saying they were honest the whole time. They never tried to lie. They well, that's never tried. Great. And it's like, yes, but they also still committed this heinous act. They planned it for six months and then took her out into the woods and yeah. stabbed her. And I understand that they have mental illness, but that doesn't Negate give you that. the right mm-hmm. to take somebody's life. Yeah. It's one of those mitigating factors. It's something that plays a part, but it's not an excuse for the action. Like, you have to take it into account and understand it played a role. But it is not a pass. Yeah, it's not a pass. So it doesn't excuse the behavior. It may explain the behavior, but it doesn't excuse the behavior. And when you're dealing with this type of severe mental illness at 12 years old. I can only imagine. Especially for Morgan. Yeah. Like, and her traumatized, once she comes, like, once she is medicated, once she comes out of these delusions, then she is going to have to deal with the fact that she almost killed her best friend. Yes. Because of things that were not actually there. Right. And tell me that's not a mind, like, messer upper, a mind scrambler. I was going to say something else, but I I managed to edit it myself. Good job. Um, Yeah, so. And she's going to have to deal with that in the aftermath. So once she gets the schizophrenia stuff under control, medicated and understands, she's going to have to have the therapy part to deal with to what deal with she this did. additional thing that she did while under this psychosis and everything else. Yeah. So it's a year later. They've been in detention for a year. Um, the court rules that the judge says he tries to take everything into account, their age, the mental illness, the whole nine. But he's worried that if he lets them out as juveniles, that there would be no oversight. So if they're out at 18, that's it. There's no one to ensure that anything's getting done. And he just didn't feel like that was going to be adequate to address everything. So he orders that they remain tried as adults. Whew, okay. They talk about that drive. So I told you they had to go to Nicolette National Forest for Slender Mansion. That's a four to five hour drive from where they are. So dad is talking like he don't even know how they thought that they would be able just to walk there. Because they're both mentally ill. True. Anissa is ordered no contact with the internet and, of course, no contact with the code of end it. Morgan is ordered no access. Morgan's not ordered this. She just has no access to the outdoors. She's in that cell by herself, which worries me just because I've, I've done studies on solitary and the effects it has to people who are stable mentally versus someone who's... Yeah, but Morgan and her... She's having plenty of social interaction. I hate to say that. But I know she is, but that concerns me. Um, no, I agree. But is she too dangerous to let around other children? Yeah. Well, she says when her mom asked her about it, she says it doesn't bother her that she doesn't want to be outside anymore. I think she's been on medication. So I'll get into that. 16 months later, they're arraigned in court. In 2017, they're tried. Mm-hmm. They were, I think in 2017 was when they did the, the appeals finally went through and the decision was still upheld. Because as soon as they he ruled their adults, they did more appeals. Yeah. It was still upheld. No, they're going to be tried as adults. 
Morgan is voluntarily taking medication, her antipsychotic medication, and is being held at a state hospital this time. Okay. Anissa is still at the county for juveniles. The woods where the stabbing happened, they cleared them. I don't really know why, but they did clear that whole area out. There's no longer woods there. Morgan, the documentary ends, by the way. Like, you don't get to know any of this extra. Oh, it's just like, and bye. Yeah, they're like, and that's where it's at, and good luck. So I'm going to tell you what happens. Morgan is found not guilty by reason of mental disease slash defect. Yes. But they're charged with a lesser crime, so she still receives 40 years in a mental hospital. Okay. That's Morgan. Anissa, same thing, but she gets 25 years in a mental institution. Because she didn't actually do the stabbing. I guess. In 2021, at 19, Anissa is released. Oh. Yeah, so she has a letter from the hospital stating that she's exhausted all efforts there. There's nothing else they could do for her. Yeah, but what does that mean? Does that mean we have successfully completed or we've been so bad there ain't nothing else we can do? No. That can go either way. That's true, but the way that it reads is that she successfully completed and there's there's no other services that are necessary for her at this time. Like, she is good to go. Okay. She is released on a GPS monitor, but I couldn't find where it said how long she was on that and she was ordered no contact with the victim until 2039. Okay. I will tell you that Bella um, was in college and was doing well. Good. In the last update. That's the documentary. My issue is Morgan and the amount of time that she got. The 40 years. I just don't think that is remotely right. And I understand she's mentally ill. I understand that she was severely delusional, but I do not think that it is fair even though she... Because you felt like she was taken advantage of yes. by Anissa. Yes. Yeah. I'm with you. And she got 40 years. Versus An- Anissa's 25. And she didn't even do 25. Yeah. They got arrested at 12. She's out by 19. Right. So... Well, they could have kept them as juveniles at that point. You know. Anissa, essentially. Now, yeah. poor... Morgan. Morgan. And I feel like that's just not... I don't know. I don't think it's going to take 40 years to get her mental health under control. No, because with the proper medication and all that good stuff, like she, I could see her at twenty twenty one being very much ready the same, but they're not even going to remotely touch her because she's forty years, right? And I, I don't know, I have such issues with that. I, I mean, I agree too because we're looking at it as who has the mental capacity to make decisions from right and wrong. Yeah, that's what made the way me and you were looking at it. And if you look at it like that, Anissa had more faculties to make that decision versus Morgan. Yes. Even though Morgan is the one that actually stabbed her, Anissa's the one that gave her the knife and told her to do it. And by her own admission, had I never told her about creepypasta, I don't think it would have happened because she told, and granted, Anissa did not know she was schizophrenic. She did not know that. But you told this person who has this mental, like you even by your own admission, had you not told her, she would not have done it. Yeah. And then you gave her back the knife and was like, go crazy, go ballistic, just make sure she's down. To me, that's just as bad as stabbing Bella. I would agree. So I don't understand how you got 25 and and she got 40. 40. Because she was the one that actually took the knife and stabbed her. And she's more mentally ill, though. I know. I, I agree with you. It, 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 I agree 100%. Like, I don't know how that happened. And I'm with you. I feel like she should have got 40 and Morgan probably should have got the 25. Or or 40-40. Or 
Like, we're going to give them both four. Like, or 25, 25. Yeah. 25, 25 would have been better. But she's out at 19. Right. And then Morgan's still in jail and it, or in mental hospital. And I just. Well, so I go as to why they haven't written the same letter for her. I don't know that if she is even able to. Like, maybe of the 25, she had to serve so many. I gotcha. And then she was able to go up and say, hey, I've exhausted. Right. Or if. Oh, we don't know what those court orders had. Right. And uh, they kept making it out like Morgan was the bigger threat. And I understand that she is the bigger threat to society because she doesn't, at that time, did not know what was real and what, what wasn't. And right. being able to. It was def- all real to her. Right. She right. had these people coming to see her and hurting her. But I just don't think it's, ac- I just don't think it's fair that Morgan got pinned to the wall. And Anissa's like. Essentially, because she's more mentally ill yes. than Anissa. Like, we're punishing her for being mentally ill. No, I agree. But we do that. Sometimes, yeah. You know. And she's 12. And I guess that's another thing. Like, well, yeah, because me and you both have kids around that I age. I couldn't imagine my kid. You're telling me for 40 years she's going to have to be in a mental health, like, institution? Right. Because let's say being over generous, it takes 10 years to get her figured out, which is, you and I know that is unless she's refusing stuff right very unlikely right and even by the admission of the documentary she was voluntary taking her medicine right now granted that stuff can change especially as she gets older and whatever but well, she's still developing i mean your brain continues to develop until about the age of 25 right and her weight's changing so medicines have to change and that kind of stuff but i can't see it taking 40 years or even if she has to serve 20 of that 20 years yeah neither one of them should have been able to be released until at least the age of 26 with um appropriate mental health outcome yeah so is that nine years for anissa yeah i just yeah brain development doesn't stop until about 25 and that's when you're full frontal lobe and yeah and all at that. minimum let her out at 25 26, 26. Tw- that's why i said 26 and let's see where their mental health is there and then we can start the release process. Yeah. That's what I hate about blanket of 40 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I don't know what the caveats are. There may be like after she serves 10, she can go up and whatever. But if that's the case for her, it should have been the same for Anissa. You have to serve 15 and then you can go up. I agree. But. It is what it is. They don't allow us to, they don't allow us to run stuff. No. And I, I truly in this whole documentary just feel the worst for Morgan and I know that probably what was the most I feel really bad for Bella <laughs> yes I feel bad for Bella because she's definitely the victim in it but I'm saying when we start looking at the mental health the issues. mental health and you look at this girl and everybody I know what was damning for her was that interview because she sounds like she doesn't care but that's also typical schizophrenic though Right, but you and I know that. Most people who don't know that are going to be like, she's just a heartless, cruel child. Right. And it's not that. She is mentally unstable. She is unwell. Right. And she doesn't know how to, she can't. She can't express emotional stuff like that. And she can't connect to you. No, because you could be just another one of the weird, you know, she doesn't know what's real and what's not. And that's not to say that. And you don't know what else she sees in that room with you. Right. Or what the voice is telling her. And she's already telling you, I can hear it over and over, but I can't see, I can't see. So, like, that's already haunting her, and that's yeah. been six hours. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I just don't see this child as a cold-blooded killer. Like She's She not. truly felt like it was a necessary thing. And I don't mean to take away from Bella because she's absolutely victimized, and they both need to be punished. I just feel like it needed to be punished fairly. I agree. Across the board. I agree. I agree. Or even flopped because I feel like Anissa has more culpability. Y'all tell us what you think. That yeah. is just Scully's two cents. Send us an email. Send us a... A message on Facebook. You can send us a voice message on Spotify. I'd love to hear from you. And anything else? That's it. All right. Catch you on free for all. Bye. Good night.